And we're on. We are live. G'day all, Aussie Crafters Stillers, shooting the shit. How are we all tonight on this cold, cold Sydney night? Isn't it? I think it's colder than we've had all winter. Oh, you got your slippers on. Fucking freezing my tits on. <laughs> I used to have D cups and now I'm... Right, set the tone. So we set, we'll set the tone for the night. So let's let's rip into it. All right, our special guests tonight are Russ and Craig from Ballerine Distillery. G'day, guys. How are you? G'day. Wonderful. Uh, hello, and hello to everybody else. Everyone out there in San Diego. I love your intro music, Crafty. It's, it's boppy. Gets you in the mood. Good. Okay. I love the little. Uh, woo. <laughs> <laughs> Wait until you hear the extended version in the in the closing credits. Really gets you bopping. Yeah. Right, okay. we'll something be, to look we'll forward to. We'll that's, that's what happens when you get sponsorship money. You can you can do fancy stuff like like intros. Partially cover costs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. So we are we are missing one tonight. Uh, Todd is um, homesick with the Rona. Um, oh, we told him to keep the fuck away, really. Yeah, but it's like calling in for work. You know, I'm sick. I can't come in. Mm. But then he's on. Mm. He's, he's 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 on there with the question. So how sick are you, Todd? How sick are you? Yeah, I don't reckon. I reckon we we can still throw him under the bus. Yeah, we'll do it all night. <laughs> it's easier now. Yeah, it, is, yeah. it is absolutely. We we won't get the sass. We'll just get actual silence. Yeah. <laughs> well, normally what he does is just hit the button and jumps yeah, off. Just disappears entirely. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, let's let's kick it off. So, um, how long have you been on the whiskey scene uh, from the start of the distillery? Well, the distillery concept was two thousand and fourteen. Right, yeah. Oh, 2012? Oh, sorry, 2012. Right. Um, did we purchase the property in 2014? We've got some fact, fact checkers in the oh, background. Yeah. We've got the wife <laughs> in the background taking an eye um, Yes, we decided that we'd have a crack at it um, and made some movement to get organised and realised that we would need uh, a cellar door and somewhere to actually operate out from. So we kept our eyes open and purchased the property that we're currently on, which is a great little spot for visitors. And um, it's a great spot to have the distillery because it's a rural farming country in a valley. It's on a road called Scotchman's Road. Uh, we're surrounded right. by wineries. And, yeah. Um, and about 2.15, I think we finally got permission from the council after a, a lot of toing and froing with them um, and started doing some real work down there to set the distillery up. Um, we've been operating the cellar door for five and a half years and we probably were making product 12 months before that. Um, yep. Um, yeah. Um, Craig came along during that period. Craig came along while it was uh, a construction site. Um, and showed enormous interest, uh, a bit like a, a bush fly, wouldn't go away. I was stalking them. 
<laughs> I tried Martin, I tried Erigard, it didn't work. <laughs> Craig came along with a great deal of enthusiasm and uh, a great understanding of the industry from an enthusiast's point of view, yeah. from a drinker's <laughs> point of view. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Craig's quite technically minded and he, he, had, he had quite a depth of knowledge. Um, and then we did that course uh, while while we were chatting when we'd first met. He was he was actually prepared to go to Scotland and do the introduction to the IBD. Mm. And I said to him, "Well, I understand they're running one down in Tassie, which is the one that um, Crafty went to." And we've got to show that we've got to show the picture that was the was the class of. 2017. 2017. It was 2017, wasn't it, Crafty? Yeah. That, we that was down. probably one of Van Pickney's most successful outturns because nearly everybody on nearly everybody in the group went on and did something reasonably successful. Some very well. Can you see Crafty in the middle there? It's a bit blurry, isn't it? Uh, so you'll have to give us a rundown of, of who's in there. Who, who are oh. the... Oh, there's Holly. Holly's, Holly's in there. Holly's up the back. Heather Tillett's in there. Jimmy Rum. Jimmy Rum's in there. Jimmy McPherson. Uh, Jimmy Rum. Yeah. Smitty Hi, was there. Tin Shed. Smitty was, Schmitty was Schmitty in there. Was there. Yeah. Uh, the guys from Sullivan's Cove. That's why uh, Heather was in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, old mate was in there. Old Marty Pye. Marty's Pye. in there. Absolutely. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Coburn was in there. Yeah, yeah, Mark um, Coburn. Yeah, yeah. Clyde, Clyde, Clyde from up at Canberra. Yeah. You could go on and on. Um, and the smooth, smooth-faced. Oh, yeah. Smooth head. No, no hat oh, on. Yeah. John oh, there was quite a, it, Yeah. John. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah. He was there. Yeah. I remember that. So it's a good group, a good group of people. Mm. And um, that's almost a, a who's who of the... Uh, the early Australian whiskey scene. Oh, yeah. like, well, not that early. Yeah, not that early. But the the third the, wave. Yeah, the third wave. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was great. We all had a great time down there, and I think we all picked up quite a few good tips on what to do, what not to do. Um, it was mm. probably more geared for or geared around large distillery. Um, Large production that Alan was his Alan Birchall, was it that uh, ran the course? He um, he talked um, a lot of larger production houses, um, he did not so much craft, yeah. So, but we all talked to each other and everybody got a lot from each other, I think. Mm. So, do you think Todd's posted a question? How did you find the IBD uh, diploma course? Uh, was it worth your while in your? Distiller's journey. Yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. It was certainly they did a bit of an upgrade too during the time that I was studying, and, and when I first started, the notes. I think the notes were a little poor to begin with. They were just a PDF, but when they went to the online, um, oh, that's course, the diploma. So Craig yeah, has done no, that's, the diploma. That's what yeah, that's the diploma. What, what we did down there was the introduction. Yeah, but Todd's yeah. asking about the family yeah. diploma. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And it, it was. It was absolutely useful. There was a lot of good data in there. It was good, it was good reading. Some of the mm. some of the modules were pretty tough. The last one, uh, engineering. I wasn't an, an engineer in a previous career, so learning about fluid flow and heat heat dynamics was um, 
Mm. It tested my brain. Yeah, right. Done that so what, what were you in a, in a previous life? To, uh, uh, to I, was, I was actually a geologist in a previous life. So the science background right. was there, but yep. it was all about rocks. So a little bit different mm. to, uh, to whiskey making. Um, but that was exploration, minerals, diamonds, gold. Right. Okay. So, yeah, that is a far departure to uh to get into to spirits i'm guessing if you're out on mine sites a lot you're drinking exactly. a fair bit in your off time so exactly. the passionate yeah. enthusiast i guess really gets a workout you know it's quite funny though um luke there are there are a few geologists uh, sam slaney's a geologist mm. so yeah. yeah i think you're right though luke it was there was some fly and fly out jobs where away for four weeks at a time uh, one role I had was in Southeast Asia, and they had good beer there in in Laos. And uh, the the whiskey not not so good. It was made out of rice. It was called Lao Lao, and that would give you a sore head the next day. But I would yeah, still right. have a crack at it again the next night. <laughs> and by day twenty eight, <laughs> when you really don't want to be doing any more work, it was actually pretty tasty by by day twenty eight. Yeah, yeah, bet. And by that time, you're already pretty pickled, I'd imagine. So anything tastes good. <laughs> exactly <laughs> so you've got a fair a fair whack of product on your website from your gin and your whiskey there did you how did you set out to to start did you want to purely go down whiskey and then thought oh we need to do gin as well or was gin always on the cards and a passion for you or how did that uh where, where did you start well initially the concept was I said to my wife one, well, I've been harping at my wife saying, wouldn't it be fun to make a whiskey? Wouldn't it be interesting to, to get involved in whiskey production? Only at a tiny scale. It was just the concept of making a whiskey. Mm. And I think she got sick of listening to me. And it was actually Laurel that said, well, why don't we start a distillery? And I'd um, got in touch with Bill Lark and had a chat to Bill, and he was most, he was most generous as he is um, and encouraged us to. And the idea was to produce whiskey, but when you um, when you pay the sort of money we did for the property, and mm. then you purchase the still, and then you spend two and a half years getting the project through council and mm. renovate two very old buildings on a seven and a half acre property, um, you know, after spending a couple of years cleaning it up, mm. um, there's not a lot of cash left. So mm. you need to be you need some money coming in the door and. Uh, gin is obviously an easy one. Well, when I say easy, what's, there's nothing easy about making a quality gin. No, and packaging it with quality and and maintaining the quality. Um, but it's a lot quicker than getting a return from whiskey, of course. So uh, of course. the gin long naturally. The whiskey came not long after, but of course, it's still not ready for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, and it was funny, we had all sorts of reactions. People don't have a really good, solid understanding of what it's involved, what we've all been through to try and get to the point where we've got a constant, a constant production and a constant um, out, uh, outgoing of uh, whiskey for sale. You know, they think, oh, you make a whiskey, you whack it in the bottle and, you know, you get coin. But um, I've had all sorts of reactions down there. We call the salador the whiskery, just... Uh, Mm -hmm. for different reasons other 
uh, <coughs> was actually my niece came down when it was a project and said, how's the whiskery going? Thinking that's what you'd call a place that made whiskey. And we thought, <laughs> what a good man for the cellar door. And it worked around the moustache. So yeah, we yeah. sort of inverted design for the uh, cellar door logo. Mm-hmm. But I've had all sorts of comments from people that reckon I was kidding the public. You know, you call it the whiskery, but you, you haven't got any whiskey. And I had a bloke <laughs> argue with me one day down there and he stood up. He got so frustrated in the finish. He, he told me he was a, a, a advertising guru and I'm misleading the public. And I said, well, mate, I've got a barrel of whiskey over in the shed and I've got 50 whiskeys behind the bar. We make it, we sell it, you're and, surrounded by it. And you do actually have whiskers, which is and what we've got the whiskers. And then I said, <laughs> and I said to him, do you realise there's no such word as whiskery? We made it up. And he just went, I've had enough, and he walked, stomped out. <laughs> left his wife sitting there, so I sat out and had a drink with her and said, what's wrong with him? And he stood outside waiting Quite funny, but um, you know, there's there's a lot of ignorance around what it takes to get uh, whiskey to the point of sale and, mm. and quality. Yeah, so the gin gin was a good start though, wasn't it? Because it's a good crowd. It's gin, a fun. Gin. It's a fun drink, and mm. when you can make all sorts of cocktails, it did bring a good crowd down the, to the whiskey. The gin, no doubt, has been great at financing everything, and we've had a lot of fun with it, no doubt. And uh, I enjoy the gin. I enjoy you know, one of our one of our pop products particularly. I love it. It's crack and drink, and it uh, brings people together for a bit of fun time. So yeah. And you, um, and you know your um, your branding is is very unique, and the names, you know, like the the old Dodger Teddy and the Fox. Where did that come from? Uh, they're all very, very cool yeah, they're all true characters. Um, little Billy's just here beside me on the couch. He was our first whiskey, uh, bad boy Billy. Teddy's my daughter's dog, and Teddy was down there with me one day when we were cleaning up the property, and a, a fox ran out of a little tin shed between my legs. And Teddy, a little daffy, you know, they walk along, and keep touching you with their nose on the on the yep. side of your leg. Yep. So the fox, the fox flew out right in front of him, and he chased it straight out across down Scotchman's Road and straight across the Port Arlington Highway on Queen's Birthday weekend. Ooh. And there were cars all over the place. And I thought, oh, here he goes. He's going to be flat and I'm going to get – I'll be flat because I was only looking after him. But um, he came back through the traffic for a second to crack at it. The fox took off through the paddock. Um, and we just thought, what a good name for the for the initial gin that we produced, Teddy and the mm. Fox. And it – that's where the graphic came from. And the fox lived there on the property. Craig and I would see him around the distillery. He was there for years later. Yeah, um, wow. Teddy's dead now. He's, he couldn't chase a fox now, old Teddy. But he um, And all the other dogs were all trooper. He chased a kangaroo out of our backyard one day. Dodger was just a big, lazy old bugger. That's the Navy strength gin. Uh, big standard poodles. Massive dog he was. Rosie used to love killing rabbits. That's why... She's chasing rabbits around a barrel. Um, and all the other, the whiskies have all been, the initial two whiskies were named one after Billy and then his sister, Sunday, who was Sister Sunday. So it, that was his, that is his sister. But um, they've, they've all been, yeah, it, it, just fun stories that have happened on the property. And most of those dogs now lie underneath trees down there. Yeah, right. So you're obviously yeah. cat people. Yeah, on, and the bear, the bear, uh, yeah. The bear, 
The bear was an interesting one because the bear was a charity program project. That dog is actually a working dog up in uh, Queensland, but he um, he rescued hundreds of koalas out of the New South Wales bushfires. He is a koala rescue dog. And oh we, wow! We in, well, Craig Craig spent hours inventing that recipe. As you know, what it's like to invent a gin recipe, and um, we collaborated with all our suppliers, even the artist who's from Sydney, um, Stuart. Stuart McLaughlin, wonderful fella, great artist, um, fairly significant artist actually. And he's, we flew him down to meet all the dogs. So he's got the, the characters he, the characters he's captured in those dogs is quite amazing. But um, we raced in collaboration with Tarak and. Um, um, uh, Saberglass, Saber um, the, the label printers, we raised $40,000 towards that um, that campaign, that dog rescuing koalas. Wow. Yes, yeah. Yeah, it was quite a success. And there's still a premium on that bottle which goes towards that or other dog-related uh, campaigns. Wow. So let, let's, let's talk about the gin then, focus on the gin. So when you, when you realise that, gin was going to be an important part particularly from a cash flow standpoint and, and having a product to, to sell how did you approach gin was it something completely different than than you'd worked with before um oh absolutely yeah. everything it was i'm a fitter and turner by trade all right yeah well welcome yeah, I, I've worked in heavy industry most of my life. I've done quite a few things, building houses and boats, and I was a garbo at one point. But um, most of my working life has been as a fitter and turner in, turner in heavy industry, mining, smelting. Uh, so the whole the whole exercise of starting a distillery and making a product was all massively brand new to us. To us, yeah. <laughs> We and jumped had in. You, had you distilled before you started? No. No, just thought, you know what, we'll have a crack. And and it was wow. done pretty differently, really, was it? We weren't trying to – some some gin distilleries, and they make fantastic gins, will put, you know, 10 plus up to 20, even 30 botanicals in yeah. the gin. And we, we thought we actually just want to make one or two the hero of the show. So, so Teddy was all about uh, oranges and lemon myrtle, and that was right. a recipe that Lorel actually put together, um, travelling down to Tassie and uh, working with uh, Lynn, wasn't it? Lynn, Lynn Lark and, and Bill. Yeah, yeah, we had a lovely relationship and some fun, really fun times with Lynn and Bill. And uh, Lynn really, Lynn was wonderful in, in giving us technical knowledge to get started. Um couldn't thank her enough. She was, we, we had no idea really. We had very vague idea and, and Lynn was fantastic in uh, holding our hand and her and Laurel had a great time and we we sat in their kitchen one night and I don't know how much gin we drank but we came up with a formula and luckily all, um, all uh, someone wrote it all down because there was no way we were going to remember what we but so we over, that, the, over that much gin, over that much gin, and sitting there thinking about things, what was that process for you? Like, were, did you have little sample pots or scent oh, pots, yeah. or what? What was what Absolutely. went into creating that recipe? 
it well it was everything was really fractional you know we everything was recorded extremely accurately quantities um and that that whole process of getting the right mixture in in a small sample and then extrapolating that out and then actually taking it home and then doing it through a still at home mm. and we i mean craig and the guys in the distillery battle with that every day because we don't throw everything in the still and out pops the the gin there's only one gin in our range that's done in one hit the others every botanical is infused individually right. and we right. know if there's, we know if there's any discrepancy we know if, if we get something from another supplier and it doesn't come up to scratch, which happens, um, we know that it's not going to fit the bill and we don't use it. So it's a it's a rod for your back because it's slower, um, mm. but you, you know exactly what's going in the end product and you know that um, you're going to be 95% accurate <clears throat> most patches. And you get to know the botanicals really well. And if you're doing individual distillations of each botanical, you you know its cut points, you know when it turns bitter, um, you know if it's actually going to turn out the other end, how it smells and how you think it's going to turn because often they don't turn out anything like you think they're going to turn out once you put it in a, yeah, a yeah. pot of vacuum. And the, that, the that vapors point, that come out that different. point about the cut points, we've had people, we've had extremely successful distillers say to us that, you can't distill lemon myrtle, it's a shit um, botanical, you know. When you do it individually, you know the cut points. When you mm. throw it all in together, they're all gonna they're all gonna produce something different at different stages through the distillation. Yeah. And yep. you know, you need to know just like making a whiskey, you need to know where you're gonna take the heart of that distillation out mm. and what you're not gonna use. Otherwise you wouldn't have a clue what you're making. Yeah, yeah. So it's particular work that way, doing single distillations. But Dodger, we tried to do something different. We knew we wanted another hero, and the hero was rosemary in that one, um, and then and then a bit of saltbush to to go with it. And it takes a lot more effort to to put them all in the pot and try something and distill it. And if it doesn't work, you've got to put it all in the pot again and distill again and keep doing that over and over again. Which, um, if you do perfect it and you get a gin recipe like that then it's great because you don't end up with all these uh, tanks full of single distillates that, you know, we've mm. got a little bit left of one and you've got to store it, whereas the single the single shot distillation, you, you know, whatever you distill is gin at the other other side. So it's a lot, lot more efficient. Mm. Um, it's a lot harder to get to that end point of a recipe that works. And just to make your life a little bit more difficult while doing that, walnuts, Walnuts. And how 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 much flavor do you get out of it? And what would motivate you to yeah. consider something like was that walnut? an accident? Did you a walnut tree at the back? The walnut tree was saying, Hey, distill my nuts. <laughs> so we did. We did. We have a lot of nuts. Actually, they provide a really good mouthfeel. You don't get much flavour of of the, yeah. the nut, especially with the walnut. You don't really pick up a walnut flavour. But right. we, with with the Dodger in particular, we run the distillation really far, right into the back end, and it does get a lot of the heavy oils out of the nuts. Um, right. And with Dodger, once you put a bit of tonic with it, it does it does have a bit of a ouzo oh. effect. It, it has a, a loose 
where it goes a little bit cloudy because all those oils are coming out of the walnuts. It gives it mouthfeel, and because it's 57%, it's a navy strength gin. Having a bit of those oils in there really helps smooth it on the palate, make it a bit more viscous. So do you have your trial quite fine before you do, do, do you crush it first? Are you just throwing them in a hole, or how are you maximizing yield from we that actually, or, or flavor from it? We actually did, yeah, we did a lot of tests on whether pulverizing them uh, or chopping them, and in the end, we found that chopping them to a chopping them into a certain size, so they're pieces of walnuts. Because yep. if you went too fine, you got too much oil, and the whole thing was cloudy. Um, right. And if you went yep. too coarse, then you didn't really get any oils. So chopping them to a particular size was where we ended up. Yeah, and it's very labour intensive. Yeah, yeah. All of our gins are labour intensive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I don't know how we're going to scale them up. <laughs> Make a gin, they said. Easy money, they said. Yeah, I was just going to say that. You know, when you hear, oh, gin's easy, you just throw all the pot away. You go. <laughs> gin's easy if you want to make a gin. If you want to make a quality gin and, as I said, maintain the quality, yeah. it's not easy. And consistency with botanicals that change. Yeah, we, mm. When you're using fresh ingredients too, which is another one I shied away from with Dodger. Thanks, Todd. Because the Dodger... Um, is mainly dried ingredients, whereas Teddy's got fresh oranges in it, and yeah, they they change different different seasons. The yeah, some yeah. can be different, and you get different amount of acids, different yeah. sugars. And now, it, yeah, now there's, there's a labour intensive component, so we zest the peel, so they've got to be organic. We don't want any chemical on it, and yeah. we juice them, and they're Valencia, and only Valencia does it. And the window to get Valencia windows is only a few weeks. That's right. right. That's for our recipe. I mean, for, yeah. for Teddy, the navels didn't work. It just totally changed the recipe. So for lunches, it had to be. And zest with none of the white pith on it, any bit of the white pith, and it gave it a bit of a bitter character. So it's a delicate right. so it's a delicate yeah. gin, that one. It's a fickle, fickle yeah. gin. And it's loved but by it everyone, is. says says Laurel. She made the recipe. It, says, but it is universally, it's universally loved. No <laughs> universally. Yeah. Universally. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Have you guys tried the old Dodger? No, I'm uh, before air, uh, as you said, I'm 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 coming down to uh, oh, Victoria yeah, for Christmas. So I'm looking forward to drinking everything. And I'm on holiday, so I'm not driving. Beautiful. You will be drinking everything. I'll be yeah. drinking everything. Yeah. Yeah. I saw you've still got some hand sanitizer on your website. I'll probably taste that too. <laughs> Our first batch, you could have done that because we didn't know much about um, uh, denaturing alcohol, but we we learnt. We learnt. So yeah, right. Smells and tastes like gin. The old the old people were splashing it on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was quite nice. It had a lot of orange oil. It was the early yeah. early part of the uh, Valencia orange distillation, which yeah. a lot of oil came out. You couldn't use it because it'd go milky white in the bottle. Mm. Um, right. And it was, it was beautiful on your skin and it smelled really nice. And people were splashing it around their gills and, yeah. <laughs> Have you considered fun. using using those... Um, the bits that you can't put in as like beard oil and and whatnot. <laughs> it's a good idea. I like that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think a whiskey, we need some? Whiskey beard oil. Yeah. Beard oil. Do you still have beard oil? You've got the components there. I'm just beautiful. Why waste it? Yeah, it's a good idea, Luke. We might test it out on you when you come there. 
look, I've got enough. I've got enough of it. So uh, sure, not a problem. Just yeah. all, all over my face, as they say. Crafty could probably put a bit up here. Oh yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> uh, Shiny top. So we've, we've, got, we've, got, we've got the most we, important question. We, you forgot. I didn't. You just cracked on. But we'll get into it. Um, Phil Brain says, uh, coincidentally, right. cracked a bottle of Teddy in the Fox tonight. Bloody brilliant. That's fantastic, yeah, Phil. I hope you've had it with we 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 tend to uh, suggest to people that Fever Tree, uh, the naturally refreshing, refreshingly light. Or the Mediterranean goes really well with the teddy. Mm. And an orange slice. slice of Just orange. a thin orange. slice of orange and garnish. Yeah. Very Is nice. We actually make a Very canned nice. cocktail out of teddy. And we so, yeah, it okay. with... yeah, so I, I was gonna I am gonna ask you about your your cans, but before we do that, what's in your glass? Yeah. What are you drinking? What are you drinking tonight? Now, we're under the impression that we were meant to showcase someone else's whiskey. Correct. Yes. Not our own. Yep. <laughs> and we've um, a whole decided episode to showcase of you, but a little bit for other people would be nice. <laughs> well, <clears throat> this is young Justin Farmer's Whiskey in Isolation. Yeah, right. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Justin. Justin's a ripping young, well, not young really. He looks young, but he's not. <laughs> he's younger than you. He's a bit, yeah, only a couple. Well, he's, he's yeah, he's young. No one needs to know. No, they don't need to know. College. But uh, Justin is a tremendous character who's got a passion of, of, about talking about whiskey and he does um, little independent bottlings. Mm -hmm. uh, this one he's done with Christy down at uh, Kalari, Kalara. Yeah. Christy Lark. And, um, I'll have to put my glasses on to read this. I did read it before, but I won't He's, he's actually just uh, chimed in. He's 23. He's not 23, <laughs> but he looks it. I don't know. I think he's found he's found some secret there somewhere. 32? Yeah. Fountain of View? 32? Fountain of View? No, <laughs> uh, you're a lot older than 32. Um, we're, we're actually pretty lucky because we're getting a sneak preview of this. This is his reverse into port. Yes, yes, is, uh, yes, 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 yes. Spent nice. almost five years in a in a tawny port barrel down in Tassie, down down at Kalara, down at Kalara, yeah. and then finished. So what he's done is, um, yeah, finished in bourbon. And, yeah, but but the, the bourbon cask is bourbon wood from various distilleries. That's right. Yeah, that's that right. Yeah. Yeah. Custom made, hundred liter barrel with stays from various distilleries. He hasn't disclosed which American distilleries, but. It's the uh, French it's oak X twenty good, and it is. It's it's bloody nice. It's it's at fifty two percent too, which I, I love that ABV. Our whiskies, we we our, our flagship range that we've just released is also at fifty two. We we love the low fifties. They um they just seem to sing. You don't don't really need to have to add water to this, and uh, it, it's uh, got flavour galore. It is very nice. He does some fantastic uh, products, Justin. Everything he's brought down and we've had a taste of it's been lovely um he comes down he he does do a bit of work with us also he does do some markets with us and um he does work in the distillery and um he's a fantastic fit he's a ripping bloke yeah i think side it's... By listening now and again. we're doing a tasting with him in port lonsdale actually he's showcasing his whiskeys we're showcasing ours mm, yeah, right. nice. Nice. so uh, whiskeyinisolation.com.au for those playing at home 
Uh, He's up to what? Release number four? Is it? Is that? This is what this hour turns one of eighty. I think it's more. And than I that. think it's more than four. I think how many? He was going to do a whiskey. I think this might be his fifth or sixth yeah. one, maybe. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. He'll, he'll correct us in a second. He's uh, knocking it out. Hey, we didn't intend to. I'm not. I hey, mate, we've, got, we've got evidence that he said that too. This is being recorded, yeah, so it would yeah. be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Take a screenshot. Uh, six. Six, six releases six, on yeah. day there. Well done. Yeah, no, it's excellent effort. He's done an amazing job. Uh, his knowledge is, is wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, well, so that's, that's a great time. Well, uh, Todd, homework for you. Todd, Justin, connect and we'll uh, we'll get an episode. Um, yes. yes. We've oh, brought we, him along. We've, we've talked about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we have talked about it. Just a matter of following up. Lock it in. Good. All right, so you're drinking that? So you're drinking that? Yep. Yeah. What else on yeah. first? We just got polished that you're going to polish that tonight? And then we will move, move to our own whiskey after we'll that. Uh -huh. <laughs> this is the new one that we released, the Oak Series. This is something we've done um, a, a little bit more affordable and also with a wholesale price, but this is a cracker. This is, uh, this is something Craig thought up to have uh, an expression that talked about the Oak and um, the spirit in that is magnificent. We'll talk about the spirit later. We've done some new things mm -hmm. with our spirit. But uh, this is um, Scotchman's Hill, French oak, a Pinot Noir cask, nice. um, which is just up the road, and we get them fresh. We do Rosie and the Rabbits in that as well. We get them the minute they've emptied them and okay. um, finished in bourbon. So it's a bit right. similar to uh, to Justin's here with the, the reverse of going into yep. a wine barrel first and then and then finishing in a, in a bourbon barrel. Also, at 50, uh, did you say what the percentage of that one was? Yeah, that's it. And that's something we'll try, we'll, we'll endeavour to have consistently available, whereas all our other releases to date have been um, limited, very limited. Yeah. One was limited as 60 bottles, but um, mm -hmm. so limited there's none left. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll have a squirt of some of ours after. All right, very nice. So, what uh, what are you drinking? I'm drinking what you bought back from Tasmania, from your trip. You were visited. Look, you found the right spot. I did. Learning. So that is the uh, the Adams uh, signature two. Um, I didn't go for the the cast strength version. I went for the 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 regular strength. If, if that I don't know is that. How you would put it? Yeah, that makes sense. Regular strength, yeah. rather than yeah. Um, I haven't got my glasses, so I can't. It's forty-two, forty-two percent. Uh, I did yeah. try them both side by side, and I did really like the cask. But I thought I have an awful lot of cask strength in my in my collection there, so I wanted something a little bit lighter that I could have when I'm not feeling like a cask strength. For, for breakfast, breakfast, yeah, breakfast, a breakfast whiskey, yeah, yeah, it's so, very tasty, yeah, very, very, very nice, very, very fruity, very moorish. I would call that almost an everyday drinker. Um, right. it's to go back to it, it's mm. 
Creamy on the nose. Creamy, very creamy. Mm. So the oak, creamy oak. Uh, just a, it's a bourbon cask. Um, and I can't even read that now. Had to. I'm gonna have to read the thing. Uh, what are they reckon? So sweet balance, tropical fruits, hints of Christmas spice, dark fruits appear on the back of the palate. Um, it is whiskey. <laughs> whiskey. <laughs> That's my favorite liquid. <laughs> There's a sales pitch for you. <laughs> <laughs> That'd work in the market. I've so when did you pick that up? Were you down there and did you visit them? I did, I did. I was um I went down for just a, a couple of days and I had uh a morning free. I was up yep. uh staying up north of Launceston and thought, fuck it, I'm just gonna go for a drive. And so I, I, I nipped into to Adams whilst there. I had a look around Transwood, um, had a chat to the boys there, uh and great. then went over to uh Launceston. Uh and that's the next one uh, I'm gonna try. So I started off with there. Of course, I, I only took my backpack down with me because I was only there for three days. Um, so I didn't have a lot of room left to bring stuff back. So I just got the little little sample packs and the uh the small bottle of the Adams. Uh, but I started on earlier the uh the Launceston bourbon cask. Um now I hadn't had a Launceston and I hadn't been there before. Look at how light in colour that is. Mm. It's just a light, lovely, easy drinking. Just a a good, honest whiskey. Is that is that one of those like, airline bottles? That, that looks tiny. In, in, or you've just got big hands. I've just got big hands. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. they say about those with big hands? They hold uh, small bottles. <laughs> 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 so yeah they could almost be your little, little airline bottles i didn't see them on the plane virgin didn't have um launceston uh on the menu on they they had archie rose instead but they don't take apple pay on virgin so i couldn't get one at at altitude which i was really fucking disappointed in um but i also got the apera and the tawny castle as well and tell you what the building they're in the old um ansett aircraft hangar is just gorgeous and how they've they've transformed this old derelict aircraft hangar just a big empty space into a really inviting um and cool area to be cool place to be with some cracking whiskey there is uh is just lovely and I think they've got more plans to make some further changes within the bounds of their heritage uh, limitations. Yeah, which right. Obviously, yeah, which is always travel. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely, Launceston is, is well worth getting out to see. Uh, and of course, the Adams uh, distillery is, is just lovely. Uh, and the boys, how they going? How's Adam going? Neither of them were there when I was there. Right. Uh, so I'm assuming okay, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was. I was there uh, on a 
uh, it was a Friday morning. So uh, I don't think anybody gets out of bed much before the time that I was there. The Cooperage is fantastic. Isn't that family beautiful? Yeah, they're just lovely. And they just finished a massive run. So they cleared out everything that they've been working on for the last uh, few weeks. And they pretty well just sort of, I got there just in the, oh, my God, it's all done. And it's all gone. We've packed it off. And we're just having a little breather for a moment before it gets mental again. So they were actually quite relaxed, which was uh, which was nice to see. Um, yeah, not on the tools at the time, though. Just cleaning. <laughs> Getting ready for that So, yeah, so that's what we're on. So we're on the Adams and Launceston. And depending on how I feel, you know, Whatever's next. Some more. Yeah. Is that whole shelf? That whole shelf behind you is that is that all Australian whiskey that I can see? Uh, whiskey and gin. Whiskey and gin. Yeah, mainly. Yeah. Yeah. So all of the yeah. So all of this stuff here is all is all Australian, and then the the foreign stuff is sort of back a bit on a little out uh, a bit there. Uh, there yeah, is. Sorry. You haven't got any of ours, have you? Not yet. After Christmas, I will. Yeah, you probably should send some up. You're gonna... you should. There's a few there. Yeah. I'll put it. I'll put it on the shelf there. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, yeah. look, I I like to. I'm gonna I'm gonna show off a little bit because. Yeah, not that though. Not your plumber's correct. <laughs> you should have gone. Do it again, but go on your knees. <laughs> Oh, fuck. I am yeah, wearing. Up and up and up. I am wearing pants. I am wearing pants. <laughs> this is my office as well. So, um, one of my favourites, King Lake. Um, oh, beautiful! And I'm looking forward to having them on uh, soon. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Todd can confirm when we're going to have yeah, a King yeah. Lake. Chantel and Sam, that'll be awesome. Absolutely cracking whiskies. Yeah. Um, of course. Um, you can't go past a grumpy old man on the hill, uh, although <laughs> that one was a collab, uh, with oh, Crafty, yes. of course, the old Riverborns, the Riverborn series yep. with Matt Damon. Love them, <laughs> uh, but no. also, he's still got how many books did he write? Because <laughs> I don't think Marty will get through all the series somehow. <laughs> um, and for something a little different, mind the label, I was taking photos of it. Um, the uh, Black Snake um, Agave Spirits. Okay. Um, and who's doing that? So Stephen and Rosemary um, out at Narrabri, uh, middle of right. fucking nowhere, I tell you what. Um, They've got all this agave growing wild on their property and uh, absolute uh, the most labour-intensive spirit, I think, made in Australia. Wow. Uh, because they're, they're hacking down the agave, they're, they're cooking it up or breaking it down, cooking it up and then distilling it, and they've got some amazing product. So blacksnake.com.au. Is it called Black Snake because they, they hang some snakes in the still, like some of the Mezcal producers do? Have you tried the Rattlesnake 
Mezcal. Yeah. I haven't tried the rattlesnake, but they do have uh, pechuga. They're pechuga, pechuga root. Yeah. yeah. So they actually um, they put kangaroo in there. Oh, fantastic! Which excellent is not as um, obviously not as fatty as a, a chicken uh, mm. that you would traditionally use. Um, but still, you get a, a really nice mouthfeel, and it's really good for fucking with um, vegans with. <laughs> and it's 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 lean meat. It's good for your heart. Of course, of course. Like you're getting all the food girls there. It's a health drink. (laughs) We had uh, had Escal at a restaurant in Melbourne one night, which I didn't think I was going to enjoy. It was infused with red deer. One was infused with a rattlesnake. Craig was all over it. It was really, really traditional food, too, that I didn't think I was going to enjoy. Yeah, Bodega. Bodega Underground. And fantastic. Mm -hmm. And yet the the different uh, infused mezcals and the food just went together so well as it, it was surprising i love a mezcal uh mm. and i think that's um certainly underappreciated here in australia well, uh, if you do get into melbourne bodega underground um incredible food and the mezcal um, yeah, awesome. was very nice i will check yeah. that out now, getting back to some questions, uh, we have one here from Nick. Any new – I can't read that. Nick, are you already drunk? Any new Victorian finest new released in the pipeline? Any new Victorian's finest – I think Nick's been on his whiskey. You... <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's code. Nick wants us to send him some uh, whiskey. Maybe <laughs> I think he's had enough. He um, wants to run a pipeline from here to. Gonna... Where is he? What's uh, new uh, in your pipeline? What new releases have you got coming up from Victoria? From yeah. Victoria, not, not just the Bellarine. I think what he's saying. No, is, no, no, no. You, I reckon yeah. what's worth what's worth As talking Victoria's about probably now. Yeah, um, what, I reckon it's worth talking about. Uh, we have refined our process, um, and whiskey we are laying down now with our new mate. Um, it's worth talking about out the malt. I think, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, to to answer Nick's question, there is there is always stuff in the pipeline. Um, because we're always distilling, we've we've got um, a flagship series that we've just released, which is the oak oak one. But the other one in the flag, there's going to be two in those series. One's going to be the spirit series, because I mean you can arguably and loosely divide whiskey into oak forward whiskies and spirit forward whiskies. Um, but the example I always like to look at is the Lagavulin 12 year old, which is a beautiful whiskey, often. Um, in refill barrels. Um, lately, they've used a bit of virgin oak as well, but it adds a nice character, but it really lets the new mate shine through. Um, yeah. And then the 16-year-old, completely different. It's, you know, sherry barrels, um, a little bit more about the oak. So we've decided to go two series that do exactly that, show, showcase oak with a double maturation in, um, in French oak, Pinot, and then going to American oak, and then the spirit series, which will be in 
ex-bourbon barrels or ex-brandy barrels or maybe even rum barrels, but anything that had a spirit in beforehand. And we probably do a bit of blending down the track. But yeah, what Russ is referring to is uh, we've been playing around with our new make for ever since we started, really, as you do. In 2018, we were playing around with yeast. We thought yeast was the uh, one of the big contributors to, to flavours of new makes. We thought we'll try and nail that one down first. And we were, we were just getting a base Australian pale malt to begin with um, until we hit upon a yeast that we really liked. Uh, and we do really love this one. It gives a lot of body a lot of depth a lot of viscosity russ and i like whiskies with a lot of mouthfeel um something with a bit of, bit of meat and texture um so we wanted to find a yeast that was creating these higher higher chain esters and we we did find that um you got it you i got it doing a mr miyagi there with a fly there luke you need some chopsticks um you can you can now leave the, the temple <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the next phase was to then look at the grain. Once we were happy with the yeast, um, we thought we'd move to the grain. And this took a, this took three years, and we've just just moved to the grain now. Um, we were using a Victorian uh, Pilsner malt uh, beforehand, which was great. Uh, we've got all the big malt houses here in Geelong. Yeah, being a grain terminal, all the all the, all the Western um, grain fields, Western Victoria would bring all their grain to North Geelong. Um, but we obviously knew about Boyger and what Stu was doing uh, up in New South Wales, and we've been wanting to try his malt for a while. So we went for a, a drive up there and to see what he was doing, and yeah, we're quite astounded, really, at what what he's what he's built and the grains that he that he, and the farmers that he's dealing with, Chris Greenwood and the, the organic farms and the sustainable regenerative farms that, that Chris is growing his his Pilsner malt and his. Is um hey, 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 like special thanks. He's watching. <laughs> there you go. Um, and I was just talking to you yesterday. How good? Boyd, you're one of your major sponsors. There you go. Very happy sponsors. What a wonderful bloke! What a wonderful bloke! And when you see what he's achieved um, as a farmer, income engineer, what he's designed and built from an engineering point of view, I was astounded. Absolutely astounding. And we thought, you know, going to a, a certified organic pills and malt, um, we, we might take a hit on yield. We thought the flavour would probably be better. Organic things usually are when, when people are looking after the soil and not throwing on pesticides. Um, but we were quite amazed. The yield actually increased. We got more alcohol and we got more flavour. So the, oh, wow. the price was actually inconsequential in the end because it, it, it didn't matter. It was actually ends up, ends up being cheaper. Uh, the, the accountants are saying, no, the, the price didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> the accountant sitting in the kitchen listening to every word we're saying. Hang on, accountant slash formulator slash artist. <laughs> but yeah we've been tweaking the new makes so grain was the next phase um also how we brew you know whether we're recirculating the um the wort and doing a clear or cloudy we're playing around with with that in the brewing process we, we found that with this yeast and this grain having a nice cloudy wort with bits of chunks of of, uh, of grit and husk and everything going through we've, we've added a lot of 
extra oils and nutty characters to the to the new make. So we're at a point now where we really love the new make. We're probably not going to tweak too much more with the new make. Um, now we're going to focus on getting a bit more volume out so we can fill more barrels. So the, the new make is outstanding and to sort of loosely answer that question about what's in the pipeline. So that is, that's in the pipeline. That's what we're laying down now. And um, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's going to produce some cracking whiskey, no doubt. But we've got every confidence that they will be outstanding. And hence we're also doing more. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew Young. Andrew Young. Youngie. <laughs> now we had to make a mention of Youngie tonight because um, Andrew, we haven't seen or spoken to you for quite a while, but the French oak casks, Pinot Noir casks that this is being produced in, are casks that Youngie coopered for us uh, quite a while ago. Awesome. They have um, produced some lovely outcomes. Uh, mm. We loved working with Youngie. And we're going to actually send you a bottle, mate. We won't tell the accountant, but don't tell the accountant. <laughs> we're going to send you a bottle, Youngie. Um, the accountant is listening. Youngie yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. also uh, happens to be a sponsor as well. Good on you. Yeah, no, um, he, he did a beautiful Play job. The cast was fantastic. The batch, batch, batch one of this oak series was actually seven 100-litre barrels that were French yeah. oak from our local winery, but then we sent them over to Young. Well, we took them over. I drove yeah, over with drove them over. and then went back and picked them up. And, oh, shit. Yeah, little Billy was a little puppy, was so a puppy. we might get Billy the feature in a minute so that Young yeah. can see the change in Billy. That was great. And that was just before COVID. In fact, they'd had a, they had had a ship pull in Adelaide and dumped COVID in the country. Uh, that's almost where it started. Yeah, and we were actually at the cooperage when it happened. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. So, so, uh, so yeah, they caught yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, good man, he says. Good man. Yeah, youngie's powering along too. Yeah, it's spending a lot of time over in um, in Fiji. Fiji. Yeah. Fiji. Yeah. We were talking rum back when we were there, actually. Yeah. Mm. We will get over. We're gonna we're gonna be travelling over there early next year, youngie. So we'll see you. Nice, uh, Justin. Everyone can have a Bella and Distillery whiskey in their own personal pipeline. Private barrel program is so good. Uh, really great cask available. Uh, some famous people already on board. Well, I think you're going to be paying them more this week on the on the payroll. <laughs> He's already spent his free, so well, might as well milk him. Yeah. <laughs> we have started a private barrel program, and we've we've taken a long time to do that because we wanted it to be absolutely airtight for all concerned. Yeah. And um, yeah, that is. And we've um, we've we probably what in about five weeks we've. Probably sold seven barrels. Uh, we sold eight barrels. Eight barrels. Yeah, with um, a wow. few more interested pe people. Yeah, um, really there, successful. So seven thousand for a, a thirty-liter barrel. Yep. If I'm reading the website right there, and you've got that's a there's a few different types there. Uh, a canasta cream sherry, a Pedro mm -hmm. Jimenez, Tawny Port, Oloroso. And a Pedro Jimenez sherry with peated Tassie single malt. Mm -hmm. mm. So these are all second. These are all second fill uh, thirty liter barrels. 
that originally had European fortified wines, ports, and the sherries. Yeah. Um, and then then a then a, a Tassie distillery then filled them with their single malt for about four years. Uh, right. And one of those PX yeah casks had had a peated um, spirit in it. Right. Uh, and it, it smells great. It smells fantastic. If mm. I was to choose one myself, I'd choose that one. Actually, I've been thinking we should actually have one of our own barrels each for us. We haven't, we haven't done that. Why not? I don't know if the accountant would agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the accountant doesn't know, won't hurt. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. I think the accountant <laughs> the knows everything. <laughs> You'd I'm be talking myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, so there's a bit of peak going around in in Victoria, uh, and I've heard. So I, I know down um, other side of Colac, um, there's a lot of peat, but it's, it's not peating. Oh, peat, but yeah, you're not allowed to mine peat in in Victoria. It's actually peat bogs are protected. Victoria is very anti mining. In yeah. Um, Will it change? If we were to, fix that. If we were to do any peated product, we'd probably um, get some off off Bill Lark from his little, <laughs> his smallest mine in Australia, his little peat mine. But um, mm. in, in Victoria, it's protected. So in the Otways, there are peat bogs. Illawarra is a peat yeah. bog down. Yeah, yeah, I can never pronounce it. <laughs> I lived here for, for years and can never pronounce it. Right. So um, we would have to source it from outside of Victoria. We, we can't use anything here. I think we're just taking some stuff to uh, to smoke up at Stu's facilities up in Whitten and uh, smoke no. our brain. With anyone, that's, any, anyone that's up around <laughs> that Whitten area where the, the Voyager is, is well worth a visit. Um, the accommodation around the lake and the visitor experience into the the malt house and the, the front of house is <laughs> is fantastic. The, the accommodation's awesome. He actually put us up. We went up. He threw the guys all uh, hoodies. They didn't have one big enough to fit me, so I missed out. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, 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 lovely, generous fella. Lovely, generous fella. He's, uh, he's the host with the most, Stu. He really is. He's... Um, yeah. He's a great guy, great guy in the industry, and it doesn't matter how big they get, if you ring, he picks up the phone. He, oh, yeah. he, he's always there. He's always helpful. Um, and on the smoking front, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I vouch for that. I, I did a project with um, uh, wood, shaving, wood shavings from Young East Cooperage, and we, uh, we warm smoked some malt. Stu smoked it for a week. Um, delicious, absolutely delicious. Mm, smoke juice, smoke, oh. yeah. The original smoke juice, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, the barrels, yeah. They? uh, they're actually they were, they were actually youngy, uh, they were youngy barrels which uh, I'd filled with new make spirit as an indie bottler and then, mm. um, yeah, refilled. So, uh, yeah, came up with something which was really juicy, fruity, and a light smoke. And, uh, yeah, so I've uh, done another batch as well. But, uh, yeah, the smoking, uh, it's, it's a good option. It really is. Yeah. And the likes of uh, Lee Atwood, uh, he's done it with red gum. Uh, Archie Rose, yeah. 
red gum. Um, and string bark, I think they did too. String bark, yeah, yeah, and others as well. So, yeah. yeah. And as you said, an impressive facility. It's, it's yeah, the funny thing about uh, Voyager, as you know, as you drive along, go, where the hell am I? And then, boom, it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, to think that he designed that, you know, he designed all that, that hardware. Yeah. That is, um, a, that's the bottle of Crafty's uh, smoke juice that I've just flashed on the screen there. Nice. Um, is that the one with Youngies, Youngies Barrels? Yes. Yeah, that was that was the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Stu, Stu designed designed a lot um, from the ground up, and, and yeah, he's um, impressive. The the I'll tell you the story. The first time I love telling this story. First time I met Stu, it was um, it was a brewery called Batch Brewer in in uh, Sydney, and it was a brewer's. It was a Come and have a beer, and and we'll tell you all about the barley. So Stu was there, and Brad was there because uh, of the two of them. And I was up the front. I think this is about twenty fourteen, something like that, maybe. Um, and I was up the front, and I was asking all these dumb questions. Put my hand up and asking dumb questions, right? Um, at the end, I, I went up. You know, I learned a lot, and turned to Stu and said, mate, that, that was awesome. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And he looked at me and he turned around and threw me a, a, a cap and he said, here's a hat. It was a Voyager hat. And I went, oh, geez, thanks very much. And turns around, here's a salami. And I'm there holding the salami and going, Thanks. <laughs> Speaking of this, it's uh, not something you expect. I'm just thinking, uh, you know, a little bit sorry to jump in, but um, pipeline things that we've got in the pipeline. We're actually, we've actually got a new steel coming from Steel Smiths uh, in a couple of weeks. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, how big, how big is that? Sorry, what size is the is the new Eight, steel? Eight hundred liters. Uh, yeah, right. Okay. Um, a beautiful piece of craftsmanship. They do incredible work. Uh, we're going to fire everything with steam. We've got a boiler coming, mm. and we've just built. A, we've just extended the distillery and built a new bond store, which is um, uh, quite sizable. I saw the photos. Yeah, Sixty-eight square meters. Yeah, so. It's come up. It's come up very nice. Yeah. So we've got quite a lot happening, and we're flat out keeping up with it all. And mm. uh, Craig has got the unenviable task now of replicating what we've been madly producing out of relatively quite small stills. Mm. Not uh, relatively tiny. Tiny stills. <laughs> uh, people see uh, they go. You make all that out of that. They're literally and, this big. They're 30, uh, 30 litres stills. Um, <laughs> and we do. We, we make, you know, we make a lot of product. Uh, we make about 20,000 20, bottles, I think, a, a year uh, out of these 30 litre stills. It's insane. How many 30 litre stills do you have? We had three uh, and then we retired one and we've got two. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. We do have a. Uh, we do have a. Uh, no, no. It's the uh, Olympic type. So that, yeah, those, those, those Portuguese. Right. Portuguese. Okay. Yeah, we, we, we do all our um, juniper infusion through a uh, 90. Is it, how big is that? Uh, it's 120 litres. 120 litres still. So right. we've got a, a collection of different stills, but it's amazing how much product that uh, the boys pump out of it. Yeah, so you must be running those twenty hours a day. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they do all the individual botanicals, so that it's not doing the juniper base. So you, you can bash out a fair bit when when mm -hmm. it's only twenty or thirty percent of the recipe. Still, right. still yeah. a lot. Yeah, they, they run yeah. twice a day, every day. Mm. Yeah. They're busy. So the new still will be a game changer, but it'll take some tweaking. Yeah. <clears> I'm looking forward. to it. Love it, you won't know yourself. No, you won't. His wife won't want to know. The best bit, though, is having some space because we've gone from being in a distillery where all of our barrels were packed to the roof. Mm. We couldn't move. You, you had to sort of walk sideways everywhere through the distillery. I'm sure mm. many people would uh, would, would uh, crazy. understand that. <laughs> And we've just extended. So we what, what we did after the barrel hall has been built, we've got to move out these barrels. And we almost had to slow down whiskey production because we had nowhere to put these barrels. And, and now we've gone to a massive shed that we really need to do some serious whiskey production because now that it looks empty with the, mm. with the barrels that we had in the, in the distillery. So we put on an extension on the distillery too so we can now house the new new still. And we've got space. We can do cartwheels down in the distillery. It's, space is... Um, I can, I can. It's underrated. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> <can't>. <laughs> he's, he's young. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing what space does just for your, your mental well-being as well. Like yeah, you, you can feel excited when you're all crammed in and then all of a sudden you, you feel a bit more loose, a bit more relaxed. Yeah. So that shed, yeah. been, that shed's been a game changer for us. It's amazing what that does for your mental well-being. Yeah, yeah. This 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 helps the mental well-being too. Yeah. Uh, it's like when you got a you're really tight for space, you make a decision to do something to move something, but you got oh. to think you can go. If I move that, oh yeah, going to affect something else I'm going to do down the track, and you you got to think steps ahead, don't you? Which is very trying. Yeah, it's crazy. It's time, and it also it's been it's helped with just maintenance of barrels as well because it's these barrels were all crammed in corners and stacked up. You you don't even notice that some of them are leaking out at the back through a stave mm -hmm. until you see a you know a patch on the floor. But these were actually dripping onto other other barrels that were soaking into the wood, so we didn't see. Once we put it in the new shed, we're seeing these little patches on the concrete and go, oh, that one was actually leaking. We've got to fix that one. So. Being able to put them all out in a row and being able to look at the back and the front of the barrel has been very helpful. We're mm -hmm. now reducing what the angels are getting. Yeah, they they they, they, they don't need they don't need any more. They, don't they need take enough as it is, bastards. They do. Yeah, they probably take more up your your way, I would imagine. They take a bit. They do, and leaky barrels are a concern, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, particularly yeah. as we're now moving into the warmer weather. Uh, yes. Barrel, yeah. which were okay, are now starting to show some signs. Mm. Early signs. I don't think, I don't think, uh, young, we've never had a, a youngy leaky barrel, actually. No, no, we haven't. We haven't had a leaky barrel from youngy. And, and in fact, the French oak 
generally we've had no issues with it. it's the american oak the, the american oak bourbon barrels they they seem a bit rough and ready sometimes and they they leak all mm. over the place but we've right. been we've been learning how to fix them mm. what i i find is the the uh the spanish yeah the, the sherry cast pork cast the bung stave that's always the one which is problematic yeah. it just cracks yeah. Cracks, yeah, through yeah. the bung, through the not not even necessarily through the bung, uh, you know, right next to, to where the bung hole is, or, or further down yeah. towards the hoops. But yeah, a lot of them they just crack on that on that line. I, I had one that went like that, and luckily, oh, yeah, yeah I, I I didn't realize, yeah. and yeah. and then luckily that was getting pulled out, and, and I was and I saw yeah. it. it was okay. It was still. It was, Geologists would call that a tectonic plate movement. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, virgin yeah. 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 plate <laughs> I call that almost a catastrophic failure. Yeah, total fuck up. Yeah, Jesus, I've had a near miss. So, yeah, look, we've been we've been busy down there trying to stay afloat, trying to stay um, above the waterline. Yep, we're spending a lot of spending a lot of money. Uh, we're endeavouring to make uh, a world class spirit. And uh, you know, world class whiskey. So everything, everything the boys are doing in the distillery and the way they're running it is uh, all about quality, quality, quality. Mm. And all this work has combined. Like we, I think we were talking before, crafty about markets, and we've seen a bit of a downturn this this year. <clears throat> it has been a bit a bit of a sad year. I'm hoping this summer picks up. It doesn't it doesn't help when interest rates are going up and everyone's struggling with the cost of living. Yeah, yeah. interest but, rates, uh, prices, all the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah, and these are luxury items, although mm. some people probably probably class them as as uh, necessary yeah. necessary supermarket goods. Sometimes it's risky. My wife doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Your wife doesn't. No. I'm not sure whether <laughs> not sure whether we should mention it here tonight, but I've had enough whiskies to probably do it. We're actually <laughs> meeting with Richard Marles tomorrow, um, the deputy prime minister, to discuss the excise tax and the damage it's doing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We're meeting with him and good luck with that. Well, we all need to band together on that one because that is mm. that is going to kill the industry, and they need to yeah. realise that it's going to be to the, the particular the the spirit industry, the local mm. spirit industry. So that's a hot topic that everybody should be about. Hmm. Oh, hundred uh, percent. I before we hit a hundred dollars allow, I uh, I put together a little website with just a a, a countdown to 100 and um it didn't last as long as i thought it would countdown very fucking quickly and now i need to uh to change that to uh something a little higher maybe 150 and i'll run out of time oh, by that too <laughs> it's, it is crazy well, melbourne, melbourne cups do day again for the next one i think is it yeah. If it hits 150, all we'll be doing is podcasts. There'll be no whiskey making. There's no money in podcasts, let me tell you. <laughs> Not our no, podcast. True crime. True crime is where it's at. So, I mean, we need to kill someone and then maybe we'll make a dollar. <laughs> well, we'll have to turn to crime. We'll have to turn to crime. <laughs> and we'll be, drinking, we'll be drinking cheap imports too. That's what we'll be drinking. <laughs> now, I wanted to um, circle back to to what yep. you were talking about with your um your, your yeast 
that you experimented for quite a while with yeast. And so with obviously some people like to keep their, their yeast quite close to their heart, uh, which is which is fine. Did you find that you went with a, a commercial uh, sort of off-the-shelf yeast or did you come up with something uh, yourselves for that? We've, we've gone with a commercial yeast. Um, I think we down the track we'd like to play around when we're when we're at a point where we think we've nailed all the various parameters although i don't think you ever nail these parameters i think we wanted to get to a point where we were happy with a particular yeast and then happy with a particular grain and having a base a base malt and a base new make that we could that we could then fill barrels and be happy that we can put them at these into bourbon barrels and refill bourbon barrels and be proud of the spirit that comes out experiments down the track we may try different yeast but this particular yeast it is commercial yeast um mm -hmm. it was a fairly new one that came out i, I won't i won't divulge it because we've got to keep a little bit of ip yeah um, <laughs> but in the early days we were doing the, the usual i think what a lot of aussie distillers were doing we were co-pitching an ale yeast with a with a um with a distiller's yeast uh, and it was working well it created a good new mate but then we found these craft distilling yeast that, that just come out um, mm. And they just, they had a, a lot of flavour. Um, and there was a whole range of them to try. So we mm. went, went went through them all and just found one that suited our palate. Um, okay, right. Wild yeast, it'd be good fun to play with some wild stuff down the track. But we want to keep things consistent for a while and just nail our processes. And mm. and then we, oh, Mogwai. No, yeah, we haven't tried any Mogwai stuff. So uh, another, an, another sponsor. Another sponsor <laughs> plug. I mean, they're getting their money's worth tonight, aren't they? <laughs> Um, so we actually had Mogwai on uh, a few episodes ago. Um, so definitely worth having a look at, uh, at what they're doing um, in in cultivating uh, wild yeasts and 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 real local yeast. Coming up with your profile based on where and what you're looking for. It's I find that. That whole side of things, the yeast side of things, absolutely fascinating, uh, and ripe, <laughs> ripe for jokes that are very off colour. I love it. <laughs> He's itching to tell one, isn't he? Yeah. Well, there was a bloke. Where was that bloke making a beer out of the yeast from his? Was it from his belly button or something? Where, where was that? Uh, well, there, well, yeah, there was there was the belly button guy, but then there there was. Uh, well, I mean, he, he's. I, did, I didn't raise it. There was the, have. the supermodel vagina yeast. Oh, yeah. Out of yeast cultivated from, from supermodel vaginas. Um, he asked Josh from Mogwai. <laughs> Is that not a legitimate question? Of a yeast? <laughs> yeah. I don't right. think he was prepared for that question just quietly. <laughs> Does it make a difference when it's a supermodel? Uh, <laughs> sure. So that's Valerie. So, I mean, uh, yeah. I'm really. I've been researching. What we better get back on track, yeah. Yeah, back on track. Yeah, back on track. Withdrawal finances. 
Exercise on podcasts. Oh God, that's a bad that'll... rule, William. That's a bad rule. <laughs> so when you're heading overseas for more research, well, we've just been over. Oh really? So we actually, uh, Laurel and I and a couple of other friends went to um, the Napa Valley. Mm. And went to a distillery there. Now they're making some shit products in some of these American distilleries. Excuse me, they are. The gins were terrible. And you know how they get around the rules in America, in California. Um, there are all sorts of regulations for them to make a gin and have a place that made gin. So they spelt it with two N's, and it didn't matter then. So they made gin, <laughs> and it was and it was still shit. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, look, they were great. They were great people. They were great, but that yeah. gin was really good. Um, <laughs> and we went to Westwood in oh, uh, yeah. Portland. Yeah, they were fantastic. Uh, their oh. product was awesome. Um, that was a great. That was a great visit. They were really lovely. Great to spend some time with. Um, we bought a bottle of their whiskey, and we went to another one in New York in. Soho, Great Jones, which was quite interesting. Um, set up in an old warehouse in Soho in, in uh, Manhattan, New York. Um, that was good. And we went to quite a few in Europe and Greece. Oh, some of the things we drank in Greece. <laughs> yeah, we're out there. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we're the Australia. Australian distilling is right up there and ahead of a lot of what's going on elsewhere. There's no doubt. Mm. Um, I think, and it's, I think, I think it's got a lot to do with um, the quality of what we've got available to us, but also our intention to create quality product. I think the mm. probably competing with such quality imports. You know, we we. We create, we we strive to create good or better than what's imported into the country, and I, in a lot of play, in a lot of cases, we we nail it. You know, we knock it out of the ballpark, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Some of the stuff we tasted over there was pretty ordinary. Mm. One distillery we went to in Natsos, 125 years old, and they had three. I can't remember what they called the spirits. Citron. The, oh, yeah, probably shouldn't say it out loud, but um, <laughs> one was bright green, one was bright yellow, and one was bright red, and that's just how they remembered the ethanol that was in each. And, um, geez, it was ordinary to drink. <laughs> They're all the same, just different in ethanol, and the colour the color was the colour code for the ABV. Oh, yeah, shit. Um, and it was shit. Yeah, that's one way to do it. Right. Yeah. So, gee, you know, what's going on here is pretty exceptional. Um, mm. Other than that, uh, we are planning. I would love to go um, to the session that uh, Jane Overeem's got happening in Japan next year. They're, mm. doing, um, they're doing a tasting over there, um, which would be a fantastic opportunity to get to Japan. That would be awesome, mate. Dave, Dave Green. <clears throat> Jane yeah, we're gonna to have to sell a few more whiskeys, I think. To be yeah, David, Dave Broom is going to be uh, staging that one with Jane, which wow. would be a fantastic. Right? Yeah. Um, I did get to Scotland uh, last year, yeah, middle of last year. I said to Craig he should come, but he was too busy. 
Someone has to run the distillery. You know? And um, <laughs> had an amazing time in uh, Arbalair, staying at, um, if anyone travels to Speyside and stays in Arbalair, you've got to stay at the uh, Dowans, the most lovely family, the old original home of the people that built Cardu Distillery, that owned Cardu Distillery, it was their home. It's a fantastic spot to stay and you're right in amongst all the significant distilleries. It's just the most beautiful location to visit. And that will be on the list again. Absolutely. We'll go back. Absolutely. Mm. And yeah. travel further into the north. Itching to get back to Scotland. Mm. 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 I'm I'm hoping to do um, uh, Ireland next year. Oh, beautiful. And I've, I've sort of negotiated that if I'm allowed to do in whatever time it is that we're over in the UK, if I can do one distillery... Yes, yeah. the boss. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if we get to do one distillery, I'll do Waterford. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So really? my, my hope is to go to Waterford, take my Irish mate who I'm who lives here and I'm is is hopefully going to be over there at the same time, and we'll go and um, hopefully do a, a bit of a tour of Waterford. That'll be brilliant. Make sure you get, make sure you get to Dingle. Dingle. Dingle Distillery. All right. Yeah, it's cool. yeah, cool. County Cork. County Cork. What a bunch. That's great. Bunch. Yeah. It's not too far yeah. from water. Yeah, yeah, that's Sal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah absolutely right. awesome. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic. Well, we'll talk more about that uh, when I'm down over Christmas. Uh, yes. That you've been, and we'll, we'll figure that out as well. Um, just before we uh, wrap it up for the evening and let you uh, get back to the still, Craig, because uh, you're uh, you've been away for a while and <laughs> probably need to get back to work. Uh, just to throw it out to the floor for any uh, final questions before we let the fellows go for the evening. Uh, it's been it's been great chatting with you, and I'm definitely looking forward to coming down over over Christmas. And uh, and uh, sitting down for for a few bevies, it'll be good. I'll bring my dad. I'll bring my brother. Maybe the brother-in-law as well. And uh, one of them can drive because sure as shit, I'm not. If you're travelling out of Geelong, we can organise. Uh, we've got friends that'll pick up, drop off as a business. But um, there's, yeah, that right. op- there's that option too. There's there's plenty of that around the peninsula. Yeah, drive me Ballerine. There's a shout out for Jason. Drive me Ballerine, he's got a business, um, and he'll pick up drop off. Yep. Yeah. So we can organize that, Luke. But um awesome. if someone in your party is willing to stay sober, which <clears throat> no one in my we- party does that. Yeah, it's oh wow, that's a lot of pink. Um on the uh the drive me ballerine. I'm just gonna whack up that one. <laughs> I'll have to tell him you said that. <laughs> it's his favourite colour. <laughs> you think? It is. There's a lot of pink. Yeah, on my big screen, it's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's a character. Um, He's an awesome character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 tribeballerine.com.au for those looking to get from... Uh, so they go from Geelong, do they? He'll, he'll drive up to Tullamarine. He'll go anywhere. Yeah, he'll drive all over right. Geelong. Yep. 
he'll take you wherever you need to go. Gee, that's cheaper than Return transfers across the Ballerain Surf Coast and Jong from 90 bucks. That might be per head. Per head? <laughs> Who oh, knows? But anyway. But he is so, good. Yeah. He's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah He's right. Great. Awesome. And he does, right. yeah, he, does he does beautiful smoked fish. Anyway. I hope you served that on the bus. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Thank you for joining us. Uh, was there the questions? There, there wasn't. I'm, I'm just going to cut them off. They're they're not not typing quick enough, so uh, they're going right. to miss out. Um, but of course, uh, they can jump onto your website, bellarindistillery.com.au, and of course, from there you can get access to all your socials and that sort of thing. I'm sure I didn't even look to see whether they were there, but I'm guessing they are. Oh yeah, they were. Facebook, Instagram. Come and uh, visit. It's a great location. It's a great, uh, it's a great day out. No kids though. Bring your dog. No kids. I did actually bring up a, a little map earlier as well. Um, yep. It's a great Salador experience too. So mm -hmm. close to Geelong and Avalon. Um, a lot of yeah, fun. Exactly. Quite a good spot. Yeah, no, the the food and the hospitality. You 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 feel like you're. You're in someone's home and they're looking after you. Yeah, it's, and that it's, is what it's we hmm. Yeah. No, you do it well, mate. You do it. Lovely. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you very much. Thank you all for joining us. Please like and subscribe. Stay around for the uh, sponsors. I've already flashed a few of them up, but I'm going to roll the outro anyway. Uh, and we will catch you all in, I don't know, Todd's here, so I can't ask him who we've got next and when. Uh, stay tuned. I'll post it when it's when I know. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Thank you all. You guys great, great job. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you.